passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I am Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Ten years in the NFL as a tight end for him. Five years as a reporter for me. Uh, now I host a daily radio show. If you're new, that's us. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we got a fun one for you today. And Logan, I think it's important to introduce ourselves off the top because I think I think we might cause some waves in the NFC East today. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because so we're here's what we're positions. Yeah, people yeah. people are are protective of their their teams. I got uh, And what I we're going to do today is we're gonna we did this last year as well, but we're gonna take uh, every position group and i'll explain how we're breaking those down in a second uh in on the offensive side in the nfc east and we're going to rank them one through four obviously the four teams of the nfc east uh and we're going to do it this way quarterbacks running backs pass catchers so wide receivers tight ends club mm. together how do you feel about that as our resident tight end i mean i i think that's the way the position's going i think they should be clustered that way they're almost like big body wide receivers you know especially for some of the teams around the division which we'll talk about more later but yeah i'm okay with that okay and then offensive line obviously yeah. very important uh we did our confidence rankings for the commanders yesterday so it's gonna be fun to kind of see uh, where these groups land uh, amongst the commanders uh, and how we feel about various parts of that football team uh and then obviously the uh the division as a whole so we're gonna start with the big one uh we're gonna start with quarterback uh although I, you might argue the big ones wide receiver tight end of course uh but we're gonna start <laughs> with start with quarterback and, and let me lay down this one other ground rule uh so to speak uh to get started we are doing this based off of the ability to win in 2023 we are not doing how they're building their franchise we're not doing long-term prognosis it is for 2023 who would you rather have? Period. So if people want to bring up, for instance, as we am sure we will talk about Daniel Jones contract over the long term, that's not relevant to this conversation. What we're talking about is the ability to play football in 2023 for the football team that the player or the group uh, is playing for and how how much we like that setup. So with that said, Logan, uh, I think number one's pretty easy. Uh, Jalen Hurts led yeah. the Eagles to the Super Bowl last year. 
Uh, then you got Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and the Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett combo. Uh, most likely, we're looking at Howell here, but uh, how do you how do you start to to stack these up uh, once you get past the easy one and Hurts at, at one? Yeah, I think it's becoming a little bit more challenging for me. It used to be kind of like you know Dak Prescott was the guy in the division, and I don't know, man, like. Every year I feel like you watch him and, you know, he does have moments of greatness where he looks awesome. But, you know, is he just a better publicized like Kirk Cousins at this point in his career? And, I, you know, I don't know. And that's and that, that used to be an indictment. I think Kirk's a good player. You know, top he was a top 12 quarterback last year. And I think um, Dak Prescott definitely, de- like depending on the year, has an opportunity to do that. But I think those guys kind of get you beat. And I think he's a guy that just seemingly every single year is so reliant on his supporting cast. And, um, you know, I think they got a pretty good one this year, which we're going to talk about more as the show goes. But, you know, I, I was so impressed last year with what um, Daniel Jones did, you know, for for the Giants in terms of just elevating an offense that just had nothing. You know, they just had nothing. So um, I know this is a subjective thing, but like I part of me wants to lean Daniel Jones here ever so slightly. I think maybe if you go history, maybe if you go pedigree, you say Dak Prescott, but. I've just not been overly impressed with him the last two years. And I think Dallas fans probably feel the same way to a certain extent. So to me, that's that's a tough one. And then I think it's kind of one, two there. And then I think you're kind of in the uh, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett at four, you know, just from. And again, like, you know, we said this on the show on Monday, but I, I have a lot of faith in Sam. I have a lot of faith in Jacoby, but they just have not done it yet at the same level yeah. as other guys have. So I think that's why I'm a little like they got to show me. I think they can win football games, um, but it's a little bit of an unproven commodity at the moment. So I had the same thought about Jones and Prescott, but the more I think about it, the more I still would put Prescott second. Here's why. why. Yeah. I think I think it's expectation-based. I think Dak has underperformed expectations. Jones has overperformed. However, if you actually put them head-to-head, who's better? And I think the answer is still Prescott. So in other words, like if you do it based off expectations, you expect Prescott to be an A. All of a sudden he comes in at a B minus or a B, right? And you're like, damn, damn, that's not, that's not great. Like he's supposed to be an A guy. He's now a B. Jones, you expect to be a C, comes in at a B minus and you're like, wow, look at Daniel Jones. Well, B is still better than B minus. And yeah. I, and you, I, I think what you were about to start to say is, well, Prescott hasn't even been a B, and I, we can get into that in a second. But I think there is still this ceiling for Dak that he hits more often. For instance, the, I mean, no, no greater example than the final three games he played last year in terms of the wild inconsistency, right. where he is against the Niners in the game they lose. He's twenty three of thirty seven for two oh six, a touchdown and two picks. But in the divisional game against Tampa, he's 25 of 33, only eight yeah. incompletions in a playoff game for 305, four touchdowns and no picks. And everyone's talking about, oh, my God, like if Dak's, if this is Dak, like the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. And that, of course, comes out the week after he was awful against Washington, 14 yeah. of 37 for 128. He threw for 282 the week before that, 347 against Philly uh, on Christmas Eve last year. So like. He still has these games where he throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns, you know, four, five, six times a season. Um, and Jones doesn't really do that. Now, he's asked to do different things, and I realize that's part of it is the rushing and, and kind of more of a game management mentality than Dak, who's asked to make some plays. 
And I do think Dak has come down from his level a couple years ago, in part because he doesn't run anymore, especially yeah. post-ankle injury. He doesn't have the same rushing threat that he used to, where Jones has that. So when you talk about total yardage, it starts to get a little bit closer. And obviously, we know quarterback rushing yards have a, an outsized impact on the game. But I still think, like, head-to-head, Prescott is slightly better than Jones. Although I think those are the two close, like that's definitely the hardest decision you have to make here. Yeah. And my rebuttal to that would be like, if you took Dak Prescott and put him on that New York giants offense last year, like what, like, what do you care? Because like that offense was not good. The O-line was not great. I think, you know, the kind of the bright spot of the offense was their third wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Um, Slayton, right? The Slayton was the third wide receiver who becomes their one. No, Slayton Slayton was the one who became the three, I think. No, no, but because at the beginning of the season, they had those two other guys, both one tore his Achilles in training camp, and then the other tore his hamstring or tore his ACL. Remember, on like running in that weird stop route, like week four of the season, Slayton was supposed to be their third kind of, you know, top end speed guy, big play guy. He ends up being the one for most of the year. They bring in Hodgins from, uh, from Buffalo off the practice Yeah, squad. that's the kid he, I was thinking of. His Hodges, and he's, who came and he's in a good and like, football yeah. player, but like in terms of supporting cast, man, like you know, I'm I'm I those I know it's hard to play receiver in the NFL, but you want more weapons around you than that. So I look at what he did and and how he elevated the offensive line. A lot of that credit needs to go to Brian Dayball. You know what I mean? And you know Kafka and that offensive staff who did an excellent job. So it's hard to kind of parcel that out. But I'm like, he he really Daniel Jones really did a great job of playing efficient football elevating that roster really and again you know wink martindale and that defense deserves some credit but it's tough and i do think i I kind of get what you're saying i think dak has a little bit more high upside from an explosive play standpoint which is probably why i lean that way but is that because he's got cd lamb and Gallup and one of the best offensive lines in football you know like it's it's hard for me to kind of separate him from the stuff that's around him and i think if he's up in new york last year it's a garbage fire, you know, and Jones was at least yeah. able to make it something serviceable. Now, again, there's the coordinator is a huge, huge element of that. But, um, yeah, I, I think I guess I'd probably lean Dak ever so slightly, but I don't feel great about it just because of that question. It's yeah. If, if Dak was in New York and Jones was in Dallas, what's that conversation look like? You know, are they totally different players? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It, it's a great question, but I think you also bring up something that could almost be used to counter your point, which is he, he then have Brian Dable as his head coach. And, That's you true. know, last year, Kellen Moore, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to make of Kellen Moore because yeah. everyone in Dallas can't stand him. Everyone around the NFL thinks he's a genius. Uh, the Chargers couldn't hire him fast enough. Um, right. But he's also working with Mike McCarthy, who, again, I have no idea what to make of Mike McCarthy. He won a Super yeah. Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers with the peak of his powers. He probably should have won more Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers, at the peak of his powers. So is that actually yeah. a, a compliment or an indictment? Um, I I don't know, man. And now now he's going to be basically running things. Uh, on the offensive side down there in Dallas. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Cause if we, we were to do a coordinator rankings, like that would get super interesting in this division, you know, coordinator slash coach rankings. And by the way, Philadelphia, that's also something we should mention is like sure. Shane Steichen is gone. Um, so for Hertz, who safely is still one because he's Jalen freaking Hertz. Um, and he's, he's earned that uh, after last year. Is it going to be as good? Yeah, probably not. Um, right. You know, that still could be really good, but, who knows? Year two, um, they, they move some pieces around. We'll see. But um, then you obviously have the same, you know similar questions here in Washington with the enemy and and how he can design things. And, and we talked about that more extensively at the end of the pod on Monday of these question marks that you know we have with the enemy in terms of being a full time play caller, in terms of how he adapts uh, to things that he learns about his personnel during the season. Um, and, and I think that's why with, along with the inexperience, you certainly have to put Howell and Brissett forth. Um, it'd be fun to do this on a per dollar basis because I sure. think that gets, that gets, you know, hurts now the most expensive guy in the league or one of them, um, yeah. depending on if we're looking at 2023, I can't remember the exact structure of his deal. Um, you know, Jones obviously signs the big one. Prescott's on a big deal. Washington guys on relatively cheap deals, uh, rookie contract for Hal and, and 10 million for Brissett, but um yeah man it's uh it's an it's a super fascinating quarterback division because even with Hertz like he's non-traditional what happens if they don't want to run him quite as much sure. you know how does it look during the regular season do they save that for the playoffs like there's a lot of questions i think at quarterback in this division with a ton of incredible upside but a lot of unknown a lot of unknown yeah. there's literally unknowns in every spot and talk about a guy who's really supported by his supporting cast like Jalen Hurts arguably has the best supporting cast in all of football, you know, like yeah. uh, outstanding running back. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Sanders has gone pennies in. He's very, very talented injury history. Um, they, they sign um, Swift from Detroit, a guy who's very explosive uh, football player. Um, the receivers there, the offensive line. I mean, the scaffolding there for him is, is amazing. And they do a great job kind of keeping that roster really, really deep. So, you know, in terms of just pure quarterback play, I think it's really hard to separate any of these guys. Like, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit more than a scheme guy. I think he showed that with that playoff run last sure. year. But um, but I, it's hard to kind of say, like, you know, one of the things I always talk about with, like, Joe Flacco, for example, or Russell Wilson his first year in Seattle was, like, those were some of the best rosters in football. And, you know, when the roster started to deteriorate around a guy like Russell Wilson or a guy like Joe Flacco, the production – falls off. And Russell Wilson, I think, is, you know, arguably a Hall of Fame caliber player. But, you know, when the roster is not there to support it, it's a totally different animal. So um, while I think Jalen Hurts definitely deserves to be number one, I think that's always something that 
needs to be considered with that type of guy. So, um, yeah, man, I think it's Jalen Hurts. I, I guess we're going to go Dak just because his body of work's been a little bit more impressive. He's been a more explosive player, um, Jones, and then Howell. But I'm, I'm pretty on the fence. I think Dak and Jones are both in that kind of like, you know, that 15 to – or, you know, 22 to 15 range of quarterback that is good that you're happy with, but you have to pay him and you can't really move on from him. So yeah. it's, um, it's kind of a tough deal. And, um, I guess, yeah, edge to Dak Jones and then Howell. I think, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think, I think that's how you, you got to do it. I, I really could probably, if we spent long enough, be convinced of Jones also, because I will not be surprised if it's week six and we're being like, yeah, we should have just put Jones there. Like yeah. year two, that that is the lingering thought is like Prescott loses more. Um, you know, McCarthy, I don't trust a whole lot uh, as an offensive coordinator and a guy calling plays and, and all that kind of stuff. He was so vanilla in Green Bay. Um, and part of that also is I know Rodgers likes things pretty stripped down. So who knows? Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get to really find out about McCarthy as a coordinator. But like year two with Dable having an entire offseason of knowing Daniel Jones, like and by the way, a better supporting cast. Last year, that was the easiest ranking we did was Giants yeah. wide receivers and tight end last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the easiest call uh, of any of these groups that we did. So I, if you were like, if you wanted to stand on the table, to go good draft draft style, like we got to take this guy. If you want to stand on the table for Daniel Jones, I'm down to put Daniel Jones second, but yeah. I I tend to think that Dak is probably still the deserves to be the second. Yeah, I guy. just think I'd like to see another year, you know, another year from Daniel okay. Jones. You know, I, I can I, I'm excited to see what they do with that offense up there. You know, again, that was that was one of the worst rosters in football, and I think you're you know expecting a little bit of a progression from Evan Neal, the first round tackle last year. They bring in Darren Waller. They bring in Campbell. They get faster on that side of the football. They get a little more athletic. You know, it, it's there's definitely a word world where they're a very very good football team, and he's playing much yeah. much better. Um, but it's still and the numbers like, reflect that, right? Because he played yeah. pretty well last year, but like yeah. it was a the numbers weren't pretty. This year, yeah. the numbers could be a lot more explosive. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like he was he was super efficient. It was like. It was like their passing game was like a, a a really efficient running game. It was like five yards here, third and two, keeper for a first down. Daniel Jones rushes or scramble. You know, it just was like this really methodical, labored thing that was just really, really efficient. Um, and I think that efficiency is going to improve this year with some more explosive playmakers and guys who are going to catch football. Think about the game, the uh, the first game that we played, or the second, yeah, the first game uh, the Commanders played against New York up in New York. And there was a couple balls that were dropped by the receivers, you know, explosive yeah. plays. And I thought, you know, does that happen this year with the new supporting cast? But I agree. I think Dak, too, just because the body works probably a little bit more consistent. But I, I do. Th I agree with you. Daniel Jones, like week six or seven, could be in that, um, you know, could be in the conversation for, for two for sure. Yeah, in fairness to Jones, he did throw for 300 in a playoff game against Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Nick, not to step on your Nick's numbers bit here, but I'm going to throw out a quick number. Jones last year threw for 3,205, so 3,205 yards. You going over or under 3,450? Me? I'm going over. Yeah. I'm going over on that. So am I. So am I. I think he's going to be 36, 37 this year probably. All right. Uh, let's move on to the skill positions. 